Welcome. You're listening to the Making the Shift podcast, where you learn how to go from employee to CEO and build a wildly successful coaching or yoga business. I built my coaching business while working as a teacher, and now I'm obsessed with helping other women do the same. Each week, I will teach you high-level mindset and business strategies that you can implement right away. I'm your host, life and business coach, Denise Vinieri. Hello, everyone, and welcome back to the podcast. We are in the final days of my mastermind. We kick things off this weekend, and I am just getting like download after download of ideas and things that I want to bring into my group. And I have to tell you all, I think that this group is so magical, not just because it's my first mastermind group. By the way, it is not the first time I have ever done a six-month group can talk about that later, but this is my first mastermind group for business coaching, specifically for coaches, yoga teachers, and healers that want to make a living and have a thriving business doing this work. So this is definitely not for you. If you're just like a part-time yoga teacher and you want to keep doing, you know, the yoga studio, studio hustle circuit thing. If you're just a coach, it's like dipping their toe in. This is really for those of you who want to have a thriving business. You might already have some clients. Maybe you're at the beginning of your journey and you realize that investing in your business the same way that you invested in your craft is equally important. And I just have to tell you that this group is just such an incredible group of people. We have such a diverse group of entrepreneurs. There's yoga teachers and coaches and healers, energy workers, a health coach. The ages also vary. There's a couple of them in their early 20s all the way up to the 50s. So I just think that this group is just going to be such an incredible group. And what really binds them all together is that they don't just have a vision for their business to, you know, support them and be able to support their clients, but they actually are thinking already forward, like years out and have such incredible missions, such big visions. Like I can't, I already can't wait to have some of them on the podcast. I already have some great ideas and you guys are going to love them too. So, um, You know, I've been talking about this mastermind for quite some time. If this is something that you know, like you've been hearing it, it's been tugging at you, I want to invite you to hop on a call with me. You will definitely leave the call with some next steps for your business. And we can talk about the work that I do in the mastermind or one-to-one for those of you that like that one-to-one. But for those of you who are craving community, this mastermind is definitely for you. You can hit the link in the show notes. You can head over to my website, www.denisefaneri.com if you wanted to read more about it and schedule a call there. All that information is on my website. And yeah, we kick off this weekend and then we work together for six months. And I cannot wait. These my, these participants, seriously, their lives and their businesses are going to look so different over the next six months. I can't wait to be able to share their stories. Okay. So I actually mentioned earlier that this is not my first group. 
that I did, I've run groups before. I've actually had quite a few groups. I've done life coaching groups where basically I just got together with uh, like a women's wellness wisdom circle. So we would meet for six weeks at a time and I had five or six women at a time and we would meet, you know, once a week and do coaching. But I also really, how I got here to my business, the way, the evolution that you have, that you see as it is now, sorry, that came out so weird. So the iteration of my business that you guys see now did, did not start that way. I ran yoga teacher mentorships. I saw a need for yoga teachers who between like getting their first level certification and then their second level certification, they wouldn't go out and teach. And I see this a lot with coaches and with people who do healing work. So Reiki and, you know, people in our, in this community, I see this happen a lot that there's one certification that everybody will go through. And then instead of going out and actually serving and practicing and using that modality with clients, they end up waiting, thinking that they need yet another certification. And I kept seeing this over and over and over again. And I just was like, what's going on? Why won't, why aren't they, you know, in the training that, you know, I was part of, they, they seemed like they really wanted to go out there and teach. They really seemed like they wanted a business and then they, they didn't. And so I created a yoga teacher mentorship and I ran it about four or five times and it was six months long. And I had, you know, a bunch of people go through that. And essentially what we did is I, I reviewed the craft of yoga. So sequencing and adjustments, but it evolved into a lot of talk about business and creating workshops and creating value. And so I am so thankful to my former self who had the the foresight, the insight to really create that program from a place of what I saw was need. And that's kind of how I got here. I had so many of those clients ask me about business coaching and then referring people, other coaches. And that's how I got where I am today. And it's funny because I think sometimes we forget somebody's backstory. We just see what they are currently talking about, what they're currently posting about or sharing with the world. And it's very easy for for us to forget that they had a backstory, that they didn't start there. And it's my mission to always be transparent with all of you and let you know that my journey did not happen overnight. I didn't just wake up one day and decide this, you know, um, to be able to leave my full-time job. It's something that I desired from a very long time ago. And I just always want to be really transparent with that, that, you know, my business evolved to this place. And I think that's what's such a great, opportunity to do work with a coach and to do work with, you know, as a coach, I get to work with my clients and I get to be part of their evolution. And I work with coaches for, I usually don't just work with a coach one, one and done. I stay with my coach. I've been with my coach for a long time. And, you know, part of that is like just being able to have that person that's there alongside you for that journey, for all those pivots that you might make in your business, that you might make in your life. And, you know, it's been such a gift that I've had really the right mentors, the right teachers and the right coaches in my corner. And they've just been so pivotal. So I'm so, I just feel so full of gratitude and I'm so full of gratitude for the incredible, um, group that is about to get kicked off. So I know that was a really long introduction, but I just felt like speaking from the heart. So, okay. What are we talking about today? So today I, was really thinking about 
some of the energetic blocks that are stopping some people from really expanding into the next version of themselves. What is actually preventing people? Because it's so easy to think that we can do more action and we can action our way out of problems. The reason we think that is very simple, it's because we've been conditioned and and brought up to believe that how we solve problems is by taking action. And action, yes, of course, has its place. There's That's like what we would say is like the action and strategy of executing a plan is that very masculine energy that is needed at times. But then there's the feminine energy that really requires us to not just execute the plan, but to really tap into what is the energy behind the plan. And how we know this is really, really true and really how things work is because you could look at two people who have maybe the same business on paper and are literally doing the same um you know, the same actions, they're literally doing the same marketing plan, they're using the same platforms. And one person might be really, you know, in a place of alignment and has so much momentum going where someone else might be not actually hitting, not might not be in flow yet in their business. So what can account for that, right? We know this is true because if I were to create a cookie cutter template on how to run a business, like a business in a box, right? Not everybody is going to get the same results. It's just not the way that it works. And by the way, I do not do business in a box because it doesn't work. (laughs) The reason is we have to account for people's experience. What are they coming to the table with in terms of their past, in terms of their experience, in terms of the way that they think about things and the way that we think and we feel is really the energy that we are in and whether or not that energy is conducive to creating the result that we want. And so I wanted to talk today about three simple things that I see entrepreneurs do that really kind of block them from creating results in their business, from actually creating a living from the work that they love to do. So we're gonna start first with the first block, the energetic block that you want to really be very keen on if you're if you're doing this, which is perfectionism. Perfectionism energy is the energy of it's not good yet, it will be good when. So it's conditional. It's not good enough yet, it'll be good enough when. So if I go back to my earlier example of why I created a yoga teacher mentorship, The reason why I did that is because so many of these people would come through the program thinking, I'm not ready yet, but I'll be ready when I take the next certification. And then after they did the 300 hour, I'm not ready yet. I'm going to go take the Reiki levels one, two, and three. And then I'm still not ready yet. I'm going to go study adjustments. And then I'm going to go study Ayurveda. And then I'm going to go study here and there and everywhere. And they never end up actually getting their business off the ground because they are waiting for themselves to be ready because they're looking at everything in their in their business or they're looking at everything that you know that they quote unquote don't have thinking that it's not perfect yet. So that's one way it can show up. It can really stall you from 
moving forward. Because if you keep thinking that, you know, it's not good enough now, it's not perfect, then even if you were to try and show up, it's going to have that uncertain energy behind it. Another way that you know you're kind of doing this is if you're obsessing about the aesthetics of things, like fiddling around with your website until it's absolutely perfect, really like not wanting, wanting to have, like if you're marketing and wanting to have your words be perfect and no typos and having like the perfect, you know, social media feed and everything has to be just so. And so, you know, you can't post it unless you're doing, um, you know, you have on like the perfect outfit and it's full of your brand colors. It's also perfectionism. We see perfectionism come up when there's like an unwillingness to be vulnerable and to make a mistake. So, you know, you kind of know you're doing this if maybe, you know, you're, you're afraid to go live because you're worried that you might trip over your words. I think that some of like my podcasts for sure, I say, um, and like, and even earlier, I think I'm pretty sure I left it in there. I said something and I was like, that doesn't make sense. And I said it the right way, (laughs) but I could have gone back, pause and delete it. And sometimes I do like if there's a lot of dead space, just because it's like unpleasant to the ear. But a lot of times I leave in those little like idiosyncrasies that are like in my voice or when I trip over a word or my tongue gets stuck, right? I don't take all of that out because I don't care. (laughs) And personally, if you're going to stop listening to the podcast because it's not flawless, you're probably not someone that we would, we probably just aren't an energetic match for each other. You probably are never going to want to work with me anyway, because I make mistakes. I'm, I'm human and I allow my clients to feel safe in making mistakes as well. So perfectionism is a lack of, I think, self-trust. And it's often a very convenient way of staying in fear because it sounds nice, right? A lot of people will get like, you know, patted on the back. Oh, I'm a perfectionist. Everything has to be perfect. It almost sounds like a badge of honor or label that is worthy. But what perfectionism really is, is a convenient way of masquerading as, is masquerading fear, it's, it's fear. It's a fear driven, um, action, right? To, to be a perfectionist is, and to take actions from a place of it needing to be perfect is really coming from fear. And so that's one of the energetic blocks that I see so many, especially newer entrepreneurs who, would love to have a business, would love to be doing their sacred work full time and be able to provide for themselves and their family and and, and impact hundreds of people. But it stops them because they think they have to wait until the right time. And frankly, there is no right time. The right time is literally right now, or better yet, yesterday was the right time. So just be on to yourself if you're in this energy of perfectionism, whether you are not taking the actions to actually get started or you're in your business already, but things take a really long time to complete and you are fiddling with things that 
are not important that your clients actually don't care about. They don't care about your perfect grid and they don't care about your perfect website or whether you tripped over words on a podcast. What they care about is the value that you're offering and is it relevant to them? And can you help them with this problem that they have? That's really all your clients care about. Okay, the second energetic block that I see is comparison energy. This is so huge. And listen, I'm guilty of it. I I only ever really speak from experience between myself and my clients and what I see happening. But comparison energy is, I, I understand why it's so common because, you know, we are bombarded with you know, algorithms that literally track the way that we will use a platform and then feed us other accounts and other media that it thinks we will like. And so we end up looking at a lot of people that are similar to us. And if you're not catching your brain in the act, you might kind of unconsciously compare yourself to other people in your industry. And when you're in comparison energy, where you're comparing your, let's say, your business to someone else's or your follower accounts, or, you know, did that person go on a podcast and you weren't invited or things like of that nature, when you are in comparison, you are literally de-appreciating, (laughs) depreciating, that's the word, (laughs) depreciating your own worthiness and value. And it's also could be a sign of like lack mentality, right? That if they have all that, then there's like less for you somehow. And the other thing that comparison will do is kind of rob you of your own inspiration. Because if you're busy looking at what other people are doing and you might even be judging what other people are doing, you're not in your own brain, mining your own brain for inspiration because comparison feels awful. (laughs) It does not feel good to do it. So it's going to rob you of your own creativity. And I'm only saying this because if you're on social media and you're scrolling along and kind of comparing yourself to other people, you know, and especially people that you really don't know anything about, it really can rob you of your own inspiration and your own creativity and your own ideas. The other thing I want to say about that too is you really don't know someone's backstory. I mean, unless that account is really telling you every single day what is exactly happening behind the scenes, you're not getting the full picture. And, you know, social media is fabricated. As much as I really do try to be transparent and I try to show up as me, you know, I'm still choosing what I put on there. I don't put every single minute of my day out onto the internet. So it's still a fabrication. It's only showing you what we want the world to see. And if you're sitting there and comparing yourself, you're comparing yourself to someone's highlight reel, not to their reality. And so it's kind of a useless, like zero sum game to be doing that. So you want to really catch yourself if you are in that comparison energy because it's going to keep you stuck from, 
you know, appreciating what you have created, appreciating where you are in your journey. And I talk about this all the time that the universe wants to give you what you're asking for, but it can't do that if you're not appreciating what you have. Appreciation will always multiply what you have. So comparison is going to also rob you of that. Okay. The last energetic block that I wanted to talk about today, I'm sure there are so many more, but these are the top three. So this last one is a little bit interesting and it might trigger some of you, but as I say, always triggers are for us. They are in the moment, maybe really uncomfortable, but always when we get triggered, it's an invitation to really look at our shit. So I remember once I was part of a coaching school's faculty and I would go into the Facebook group and I would offer these like mini trainings to some of the coaches that were in the program. And I remember going in there once because some of the coaches were not showing up to the coaching calls. They were just not showing up. So there was supposed to be four people on a call and two of them would show up. And a lot of the times it wasn't the person they were supposed to be paired with. And so I just felt like, okay, I'm just going to go into this Facebook group now. By the way, this wasn't my business, but I went into the Facebook group to have this conversation because it was really fascinating to me that they were coaches that weren't showing up to their coaching schools calls, like to learn the craft and the art of coaching, to be accountable and to show up for their peers. And it was really interesting to me because it made me think about, you know, what, what, like why I never did that and how I could frame this for them. And so one of the things that I remember having, you know, I did this training in there and kind of send them a message around, you know, in order to create a coaching business, you need to become the client that you actually want to serve. So I'm going to say that again for all of you, because this is an energetic block that I see. Are you being the client, the kind of client, the type of client that you actually want to attract? Because what I teach, teach a lot of my clients, this is attraction marketing. And when you are in alignment with your brand and you are in alignment with your zone of genius, when you're in alignment with the business that is coming through you and you're looking to work with people, are you actually showing up as the kind of client that you actually want to attract? So you can say on paper that you want to attract people who always show up to their calls, who do the work in between the sessions, who take this work seriously and are grateful to this work and grateful to their coach. And you can have like your ideal client avatar all written out on paper, but then go check it and get real with yourself. To what extent are you exemplifying those same traits? Because if you're not, then you're not an energetic match for the kind of client you want. So you will energetically be blocking yourself from those clients. If you're, I hate to say sound cliche, but if you're not practicing what you preach, then you're not going to attract the same kind of level of client. The good news about these three energetic blocks is they are not permanent. They're all just temporary. So what do you do about it? So I always say the first step is awareness. So perfectionism, comparison, being the type of client that you want to serve, 
having awareness around those three things inside of your business and determining if that actually is something that you are to pay attention to. And then the second thing is, okay, accepting that that's what you've been doing with love and compassion right? We don't need to shame ourselves if you recognize that you've been stuck in a comparison loop, or maybe you haven't been showing up to your coaching container with your coach the way that you want your clients to, right? You know, it's just kind of owning that. And then like without the shame and without the judgment, but to just hold space for yourself that you're a human being and you now recognize that that's what you've been doing and to like hold yourself with some love and compassion there. And then it's from that place that you can begin to shift it. So how do you actually make those shifts? So something that I teach my clients is thinking like their highest self concept and actually crafting their highest self concept, like intentionally sitting down and creating an identity One, that is clearly not where they are now because if they were there right now, they would have the result that they want. And so I have them do like intentional identity creation where they are thinking like their highest self-concept. So what does that mean? It's your self-concept is literally how you think about yourself. It's your, the identity that you have and the way that you think about you and what you're doing and what you've created and about your life. So if you are in any one of those you know, energetic blocks that I talked about today, how you shift it is to recognize that that's where you are now. And then where would you like to be? How do you want to think about you, right? If, you, if, if we're talking about your highest self, do you think your highest self compares? No, definitely not. Your highest self does not give into perfectionism because There is no such thing and there's nothing you could possibly ever do to make yourself more perfect or whole because there's nothing to fix, right? Your highest self, of course, is going to be your own best client naturally. (laughs) So I encourage you to do that quick little exercise where what is your highest self? What is the version of the highest self of you? And would you still be doing those things and why not? And just getting really clear with those things. So I hope that this was a nice little reframe on some of those things that I see some people doing in their business and it's keeping them stuck. And my goal here is to help all of you make a fuck ton of money doing work that you absolutely love. So until next week, my friends, keep making some epic shifts. Hey, if you're ready to grow your business, I want to invite you to learn about coaching with me. Set up a time by going to denisefineri.com forward slash console. We spend one third of our lives at work and it can be purposeful and profitable while having the impact that you want. So until next week, go make some epic shifts. Thanks for tuning in.